Goonies Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Seplick, the football goonie himself, bringing you all the news and content you've been craving all week in this fantasy season. As always, you can find me on Instagram, not Instagram, sorry, Twitter, at the FF Goonie. I think I might have an Instagram, but I never go on that thing. I hardly ever go on the Twitter. So, uh, anyways, today on the show, we're a day late over uh, from the matchup so far. They've already started, but uh, not too much consequential has happened that would affect anything, so uh, that's not too bad. But today we're going to get into last week's, the quarterfinals, uh, just going through it. And then this week we're going to preview, semi-preview, the semifinals. So strap in, buckaroos, and here we go with the quarterfinals review. So we're going to start off with the new Fantastic Empire. Uh, That is the Keeper League for all you that are not involved in the league. Uh, First off, uh, of course, a little bookkeeping is myself having the number one seed and Brian Brodsky somehow surprisingly having the number two seed. Uh, We won definitively our matchups against the bye week. Congrats to us. Now, uh, we did have some uh, very strong opponents get through, so... One was a blowout, and one was actually kind of a nail-biter, so let's get into it, starting with the blowout. The first was Team Texas Bear, TX Bear versus Team Chris 1914. Uh, Never really had a doubt in my mind on this one. One team stacked, one team kind of snuck into the playoffs, Uh, but let's get into it. Basically, uh, Aaron Rodgers dominated. Alvin Kamara had a good game. Uh, surprisingly, Wayne Gallman and Adam Thielen uh, just did not show up this week, but that's okay because everyone else, including the flexes, defense, and tight end, all showed up for Texas Bear, bringing in a strong 141.8 to Team Chris 1914's 78.26. Uh, really wasn't much of a contest. Uh, you got Stinky Zeke, Stinky Sammy Watkins. Uh, pretty much a bunch of ragtag misfits on this team. Um, the only play that would have made any sort of difference in just making the loss a little more bearable was uh, instead of flexing someone like Greg Ward or Zach Ertz, Russell Gage could have been in. But, I mean, we don't really need to dwell on it. It was never uh, much of a contest there. As I've said before, I actually think that Tyler's team is the best team in the league this season. He had a couple extra picks early on. He managed to hit them all. And even though he took two high-end quarterbacks, it's worked out great for him this year. Uh, The next one, that's the interesting one, which would decide who would face me in the the semifinals. Uh, That is Team Groovy Drew versus the SC Honkers. Brian number two. Both Brian's making it to the playoffs this year. Uh, shocking, but uh, congratulations to both of them on a hard, hard, well-fought season. 
so this came down to a much closer game. Um, it was pretty much over come Monday night, but there was still a shot. And then um, basically Drew obliterated that shot. So anyways, breaking it down, uh, Kirk Cousins for Drew came in a lot stronger performance than, or sorry, Russell Wilson, stronger performance than Kirk Cousins, outscoring him by 10 points. Uh, Eckler and Cook were pretty even. Um, Robinson kind of flailed a little bit for SC Honkers, only getting 10.3. But he had a strong showing from Keenan Allen. Um, Gesicki had a huge showing, and Kenyon Drake did as well, as as well as the uh, 18 points from the Cowboys defense. The big, the big, big thing for SC Honkers was, uh, besides the James Robinson, was terrible game from Terry McLaren who continued to struggle with Alex Smith and I think half a game with Dwayne Haskins he only got 3.4 and then Pittman uh, again 5.5 not a strong showing Uh, not really much he could have done I mean there's a couple plays in the waiver wire but the best he could have done was Antonio Brown getting an extra what four points which would not have been enough to close the gap uh, as the final score was 139.14 to 126.5, uh, that was on the back of a strong showing from David Montgomery again, uh, T.Y. Hilton, uh, the aforementioned Russell Wilson and Eckler, and then the big one on Monday night was the Nick Chubb game. Uh, basically, if he got under 10 points, then Brian would have pulled out the win, but Chubb dominated for 17 for 82 and two touchdowns plus two receptions. For over 100 all-purpose yards. Um, I mean, what can you say? Chubb's been a beast. That team's been rolling. And although they lost to Baltimore, uh, this is by far the strongest the Browns have ever looked. Funny that it took losing. I mean, it didn't take, but it happened on the back of losing their so-called best receiver in OBJ. So with that, Texas Bear, Tyler's team advances to facing Brian Brodsky's team, the Megalodons, and uh, myself, the FF Emperor, will be taking on Team Groovy Drew, which has actually already started. Uh, Anyways, let's move on. We're going to go to the Prestige Dynasty Worldwide, wide, wide, uh, Week 14 matchup. So uh, this one was... Also, quite, quite lopsided. Um, I mean, I, I think it was pretty much a foregone conclusion. There's been four strong teams in the league, especially. It was three strong teams until uh, that fateful trade straight up between Zeke and, uh, and uh, sorry, uh, Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry's just been a monster for Zeke and Destroyer, and he just... Happened to have a huge game. Now, that song at the beginning of the sh- today's show was kind of in reference to that. Uh, but let's get through the lesser of the matchups first, which was uh, Clay Jones' team fantasy fo- or fantasy football team versus Jones for some TDs. Now, Jones for some TDs has, was the one that made the trade for Zeke with Derrick Henry. And then he also traded out Devontae Adams for Michael Thomas at a pick. Uh, he pretty much rode off this season as it was, not making the playoffs, and was just trying to work for the future, as he saw Zeke was a better long-term solution in his eyes, and then Michael Thomas 
was relatively even to Adams, even though he's down this season, but he got a pick out of it too. Uh, anyways, uh, so he ended up making the playoffs, which was a little uh, probably surprising at a 13-13 record at 500, but let's get into it. So uh, Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford did mediocre okay, but for uh, once Clay actually picked his best two quarterback lineup, which doesn't happen very often, uh, versus Tom Brady and Ryan Tannehill, who were also very mundane at 15 and 16 points respectively so the quarterbacks were actually an exact wash pretty much minus the decimal points uh the running back position that was a different story as chubb and uh montgomery both dominated with 23 points and zeke and aaron jones failed to hit double digits uh keen the aforementioned keenan allen getting 15 allen robinson 22 this was just a strong performance down the line with the exception of justin jefferson and uh, just like Adam Thielen, he had a little bit of a rough game, only getting 7.9 points. Uh, but everyone else pretty much dominated with the exception of Darren Waller, who had a mediocre game, but still good with 11 points. Uh, on the other side, Michael Thomas, uh, barely double digits. Kenyon Drake had a decent game, but I mean, other than that, it wasn't even close uh, with... Uh, fantasy football team outscoring by a, a whopping 155.86 to 89.02 with a definitive win advancing to the semifinals to face moi the uh the ff goonie himself uh but the big story was a landmark performance from zeke and destroy dan's team taking on another team that i don't think really planned on making the playoffs but after Axel made that terrible trade, giving away Justin Herbert. It gave him uh, hope. And then the other big one was we all knew James Robinson would be a bell cow back. We didn't know how good he was going to be. And me trading early on to get another tight end as I did not have depth and taking a swing and a miss. So uh, that was definitely a win in hindsight for uh, El Oso Fuego. So uh, those two moves really helped him out, and then it really cements him for the future, because if Robinson can continue this, he gets Saquon back and Kareem Hunt still going, uh, plus Melvin Gordon. I mean, he's got some good running back core. He just needs a, a top receiver to go with his uh, secondary kind of guys, and then, of course, he has two strong quarterbacks starting. So uh, he does have the makings of a strong team in the future. Uh, but anyways, let's stop focusing on him because he only scored 126.92, which was just decimated by the now record single game score of 213.92 points. Now let that sink in. Um, it's impressive. He is now the only the third team to ever make it into uh, the 200 club, as we now call it. Uh, the other ones are me, the first one to have ever done it. I might have done it twice, honestly. I can't remember in the first year of the league. I think I might have had one. If not, I was near it. Um, and then uh, I believe either Mr. Sh I think it was Mr. Greenwood, Team Greenwood, uh, got the other one. Uh, he barely squeaked in, though. He had like a 203, but I had the original record at like 210 points and some change. And... He eked out the win with 213.92 on the back of a strong Lamar Jackson performance. 
So uh, this team's looking very scary going into the next round. I am so glad I don't have to play him yet. And Team Schultz, who is the first place team, has a chance to knock him off for uh, either me or Clay, preferably me. Um, I mean, we'll see. Uh, obviously, he hasn't had this high score ever before now. Uh, he's always had some pretty strong performances late in the season with the way Henry's been playing and uh, his Chiefs players. But, man, if Lamar Jackson continue to go and he gets these strong performances, this, the sky's the limit. And the scary part is he did all of this with only four points from Todd Gurley. So, uh, running down his Lamar Jackson, Aaron Jones, uh, Derrick Henry all scoring in the 30 points and then on top of that uh what is it mike davis ty hilton travis kelsey all scoring 23 and tyreek 24 plus another 13 for robbie it was just an impressive impressive showing um hopefully he doesn't duplicate that again otherwise we're all screwed uh and the team definitely has the capability it's all big swingers uh the big question for him is that second flex position because you you go down his roster and he does not have a good positional player uh the best one to fill in for um what he loses mike davis if he loses mike davis would be either um sorry uh bershaw perriman or darius slayton who have both been pedestrian lately so if that's the big question mark is if cmc gets back by week 16 then he loses the mike davis play if not that's going to be huge for him and really catapult his team to the next level considering Gurley's kind of questionable robbie anderson's kind of questionable if dj moore's back so um pretty much this team's predicated on three on three players uh f- sorry four players with aaron Rodgers, derrick henry tyree kill and travis kelsey and then it's just whether some of his other players hit that makes him great. But uh, congrats to Zeke and Destroy now being the all-time uh, single-game record holder for most points. So he advances, as I said, to go to Schultz, uh, play first-place team Schultz, and uh, hopefully lose to him. Anyways, uh, that completes the uh, week 15, or sorry, 14 review of the quarterfinals. And now let's get into the week 15 sort of preview as Thursday games have pretty much played. So uh, starting off, we're going to start with the lesser matchup, which is uh, the Megalodons versus Team Texas Bear. Now, by no means is this a lesser matchup between the two teams. It's just a lesser matchup, as in Brian is ranked two, I'm ranked one, so let's get into it. So at the quarterback position, we have Josh Allen versus Aaron Rodgers, both plus matchups, both plus quarterbacks. I'm going to give the edge to Aaron Rodgers. I hate this guy. He's a pack and fool, but he has been playing lights out. And on top of that, if I predict he has a good game, then there's at least the the opportunity for Devonte adams to have a massive game which helps moi so why not let's go with there uh at the running back position uh josh jacobs already played uh he scored a little more than i thought he would i thought he'd be in the 13 to 14 point range uh but he got in the end zone which is huge and uh he had some okay uh air yards but 
with 38 receiving. But anyways, he ended up with 18.9 points. Um, but anyway, and that is going to be matched up with Alvin Kamara, uh, who's now getting Drew Brees back. So he's one of my top two running backs this week. That's huge. And they're taking on Miles Sanders, Clive Edwards, Hilaire. Obviously, it's going to be Josh Jacobs and Kamara. Uh, not just because of Jacob's performance already, but what Kamara should do at the receiver position. We got Adam Thielen and DeAndre Hopkins versus Juju and Cole Beasley. Now, the way fantasy is, by all means, Cole Beasley and Juju could make up the gap, but come on. Thielen and Hopkins are the advantage. At the tight end position, uh, Brian had a real strong start with Darren Waller, 25.5 points. Uh, versus Robert Tanyan, I would have picked Waller to be the, the favorite anyways. Uh, I think I had him at like a 16, 17-point projection. So Robert Tanyan uh, is got his work cut out for him, and uh, that's the big one um, for Brian. At the flex position, there's DK Metcalf and Curtis Samuel, it looks like, versus James Conner. And now that Julio Jones is out... We're going to have to play the guessing game of who's going in. Uh, my guess would either be uh, Russell Wilson. I mean, sorry, Jeff Wilson. My name is Jeff or Keelan uh, Cole. Uh, both are good plays. Jeff Wilson's probably the better play playing Dallas. Weak defense, goal line work. Uh, I'd probably pivot to him. But either way, DK Metcalf and Curtis Samuel are much better play. Uh, Connor's looking for a bounce back, but man, it's been rough the last couple of weeks. Uh, ever since he got COVID, too, he looked atrocious last week. Um, other than that, Curtis Samuel's the only question mark, but I'm pretty sure he's going to play. He could pivot to uh, Wayne Gallman, but I doubt he will. Um, other than that, there's really no other play other than he could go with Gronk instead of Tanyan, but Tanyan's been so lights out lately. And to match up with Aaron Rodgers, I don't see how he can't. Either way, we're picking Texas Bear to win. It's pretty obvious he has the advantage down the board, and it's going to take a real miracle for Brian to pull it out. Not that he can't, but a real miracle. Uh, I think the biggest defining one would be if Aaron Jones had a huge game and it actually curved Aaron Rodgers, which we could all hope for because that would hurt uh, Dan in the Dynasty League. Uh, next up, we got my uh, team, the FF Emperor, versus Team Groovy Drew. Now, Groovy Drew also had a uh, starter already with Austin Eckler. Uh, he did pretty much what I thought he would. I thought he'd be in the 11 to 12 point range. He got 9.9, so it doesn't really change my projection too much there. Uh, the QB position, as of right now, I got Jared Goff with the ability to pivot to Phillip Rivers with that Houston matchup. Uh, Jared Goff is playing Jets, but either way, they're playing Russell Wilson. Uh, the big question mark is, man, they're playing Washington, and Washington is just destroyed on offense. This could become a run game. Uh, that being said, Russell Wilson is the advantage here, even with plus matchups for both my quarterbacks. Uh, there's just no way around it. At the running back position, as of right now, I'm expecting CMC to be out. Uh, it's more than likely. Uh, but as of right now, since Ro uh, Dave Johnson was in the injured reserve for COVID, I'm leaving him there until CMC gets the out designation tomorrow so I can swap them and not lose a player uh, to dropping. 
so I'm fully expecting it be Aaron Jones and David Johnson versus the Eckler game and Nick Chubb. Now, uh, Nick Chubb is probably the best play here, but Aaron Jones should have a strong game tomorrow. Uh, but give me the Nick Chubb. So it comes down to David Johnson versus Austin Eckler because I do give Chubb just a slight edge over Aaron Jones. And honestly, I think David Johnson's going to be a little bit stronger play. He's going to get some passing work. I think that offense is going to need to do a lot. So uh, give me David Johnson barely, giving me a slight edge at running back, but not by much. At the wide receiver position, I'm sitting on Devontae Adams and Tyler Lockett versus T.Y. Hilton and Robert Woods. Uh, my gosh, T.Y. Hilton is going to completely uh, neutralize my Devontae Adams play just because he is playing Houston and he is a beast against Houston. And he's a beast when he plays against me. Uh, the big question mark is going to be Robert Woods. Uh, he is a little hampered. He will play, but hopefully it's enough that they lean more on Cooper Cup and that uh, run game and maybe uh, Van Jefferson or Josh Reynolds. Probably Josh Reynolds for the Robert Woods role. Um, so he's a little hampered. So the big question is, what, is, what are we going to make of Tyler Lockett? He's been bad, 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 but he's had some huge blow-up games. And basically, it's a prayer right now. Uh, I can't bank on it. But the fact is, I have Devontae Adams. So uh, what I get out of Lockett and what I have for Adams, I'm going to give myself the advantage. But man, T.Y. Hilton has a blow-up game, and that's all out the window. So I don't feel super comfortable about that advantage. At the tight end position, I got Mr. Colk Met versus Eric Ebron. Uh, I've been just shuffling through free agency tight ends, man. I just can't even handle it at this point. But what I can handle is the mass amount of targets he's getting, the bad defense of Minnesota, and the huge snap percentage. So uh, that's going to be strong for me. But honestly, the way Ebron's been playing and the way Big Ben's been playing on the pass game, Give me Ebron for the win there. Uh, not by a ton, but I, I definitely like him better, uh, relying on the better quarterback. And then at the flex position as of right now, it's Cooper Cup and CeeDee Lamb for me versus David Montgomery and Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk's the wild card. He could get one or two points, or he can get 20 points with a super big touchdown. Uh, it all depends how Philly plays with uh, Jalen Hurts at center. And if DeAndre Hopkins just dominates the uh, targets. Uh, with all that said, David Montgomery is obviously the strongest player. This dude's been just balling out uh, in the 20-plus range the last three weeks. And he is just set up to continue his dominance this week with Minnesota and next week with Jacksonville. So uh, I'm going to give them an advantage. But there is the scenario where Cooper Cup has a huge game because Robert Woods is, Woods is hampered, which would be big for me. Uh, the big question mark is CeeDee Lamb. Now out of the slot, he might do some stuff with Andy Dalton against San Francisco. But I'm honestly thinking about pivoting to maybe Rashad Higgins, which I know sounds super crazy, but I picked him up over other guys because his snap percentage has increased. And then the big one is in the Tennessee game and the Baltimore game, um, the dude had 9 and 10 targets. I mean, that was huge. And, I, yeah, he hit Pater with the touchdowns, which made his score even better. But that many opportunities is just massive. The other one I'm considering is Lynn Bolden, Bowden Jr. Uh, 
running back, although he is playing receiver. He's been doing a lot, too. So, um, either way, that's uh, what it is. Oh, I didn't go over the defense's last one, huh? Uh, real quick, go back. Uh, Chiefs versus Ravens. Ravens better. Doesn't change a damn thing. Anyways, uh, back to R1. We got the Rams and the Steelers. Top two defenses with top two matchups in a banged-up Cincy and a banged-up New York Jets, although the Jets are looking a little healthier this week. But uh, that's pretty much a wash. Um, it could honestly decide this matchup, though, if one of our defenses just goes bananas and the other one just does pretty good. Uh, as of right now, I'm going to give myself the win, but I do not feel comfortable about it. Um, basically, it all depends on Aaron Jones and Tyler Lockett or the failure of T.Y. Hilton and Robert Woods, I guess. Um, I don't feel comfortable about it. I think I have the better team overall, but he is uh, Groovy Drew is just hitting his stride at the right time, which is becoming a theme, as you'll see next, uh, next set of matchups. Uh, there is a clear set of teams that is just hitting the super easy schedule with their players the way they planned it out or just got lucky with it so uh that would put myself and tyler in the finals if i'm correct so we will see on that next up we have the prestige dynasty worldwide wide wide week 15 match up so we're gonna start uh uh, normally I go last, but honestly, let's just get to my matchup now. We already had a big start for me and Clay facing off uh, a fantasy football team versus the FF Goonie. Uh, but let's get into it. So at the quarterback position, I'm obviously rolling with Deshaun Watson and Ben Roethlisberger. I have zero other options right now. Because uh, stupid Dak. If Man, if I had Dak, this would honestly be a different, different game. Uh, he wouldn't have a chance, honestly. Uh, I'd be I'd be rolling deep with Dak with a top two, three quarterback. Mark Cooper would be better. But uh, what it could have, should have, it's just the way it is. Uh, but I'm facing right now, as of right now, Kirk Cousins and Cam Newton. Um, Matt Ryan could maybe go in there. I'm pretty sure he's bummed and a little worried. Stafford's probably not, might not play, but can't really trust his health so i think he's going to pivot even though it's a good matchup and so it comes down to if he does want to roll with matt ryan i don't think he has the balls to because julio's out and although tampa is actually missing a couple of defensive players uh, i think he's just putting a little more trust in cam newton's legs and hoping that he doesn't get the 4.36 points from last week or the 3.96 points from week 12 or the negative 0.18 points in week 7 oh man uh, he's had some good and decent games but man he has had some real stinkers uh, either way between that uh, and then Kirk Cousins playing against Chicago again uh, who he did not do that great against I don't believe let me double check on that Chicago game. Yeah, 17 points. It's an okay day, but either way, I'm at the advantage here with Deshaun Watson and Big Ben against Cincy. Um, at the running back position, we have Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and Jake, Josh Jacobs versus Nick Chubb and David Montgomery as of right now. I might 
move Clyde Edwards Hilaire out, but as of right now, that's who's in. Uh, either way, I had a big game out of Josh Jacobs as the aforementioned, but I'm not going to pick against Nick Chubb and David Montgomery with the matchups they have in the Giants and the Vikings. It's just, it's brutal. Uh, the only thing I really hope for is Clyde Edwards Hilaire to have a, a touchdown and at least three, four catches because that would put him maybe into the like 12 to 15 plus range and that would be enough of a win to hopefully keep up with pace. But, I mean, the way Chubb and Montgomery have been playing, man, they're probably going to combine for at least 45 to 50 points. Uh, the receiver position, we have Devonta Adams and Amari Cooper versus Justin Jefferson and Allen Robinson. Uh, Robinson's got that plus matchup against Minnesota. Um, Jefferson's got a tough matchup. And, of course, Adams and Cooper have been doing great. I'm going to give myself the advantage here because the Adams, um, although Allen Robinson once again could negate Adams, there's always someone who could negate Adams just with that amazing matchup. Um, but I would assume that if Robinson's able to do that, it would actually come at the expense of David Montgomery a little bit. So uh, with how I think Montgomery's going to do, I think Robinson's going to suffer a little bit. Unless Justin Jefferson can get going, that's the big one. If Jefferson goes off, then Robinson goes off. If one of them does, both of them probably did. Um, and honestly, if that's the case, Devontae Adams is going to outscore him. At the tight end position, we had a couple of heavyweights already play with Darren Waller and Hunter Henry at 15 and 25.5 points, respectively, giving Clay the advantage there. He had the advantage anyways. Uh, basically, this the gap between the two players happened exactly how I thought it would, but it was for more points. Uh, I put Hunter Henry at an 8 to 9 point range, and I put Darren Waller at about a 16, 17 point range. So this was a huge win. Even though I ended up outscoring my uh, pace, the percentage went to Darren Waller, man, and he got a massive game. So that was big with 150 and 1 uh, advantage there, obviously. And then moving on, we're going to go to the flex position, where as of right now, it's Deontay Johnson and Alvin Kamara versus A.J. Brown and Miles Sanders. Uh, Sanders the big question mark here, uh, but it goes along with the Deontay Johnson question mark, honestly. Um, I'm going to say Kamara is a better play than A.J. Brown, but they're both going to be heavy hitters this week. Uh, I just don't know how much A.J. Brown's going to be needed if Stafford is hampered. It's definitely feeling more like a Derrick Henry game. Plus, they're super motivated to get him at least 2,000 yards, if not the rushing record, potentially. Uh, so it comes down to Deontay Johnson versus Miles Sanders. Uh, the way Sanders has been playing... Uh, you got to give it to him an advantage just from last week against New Orleans, but man, that could have just been a one week thing with Hurts. Who knows? Uh, Deontay Johnson's the big one. Uh, he got benched for drops. He got in his own head. Hopefully, he fixes his own head. Uh, he didn't hurt me last week, though. He still gave me six points. It wasn't like he got benched with one point on uh, my team. It just didn't matter because I had the bye week. Um,. But he did face Cincy earlier this year and had 20 points with 116 and a touchdown. Uh, but I'm going to give the advantage to Sanders there. And I think the gap is a little too much. And A.J. Brown is the is the push enough that I give the flex win to Clay. 
So with that, I give Clay the flex win. He obviously has the tight end win. He has the running back win, whereas I'm in the lead in receiver and QB, and that's the big one. Um, it's all going to come down to QBs, I think, in this one. Um, I think his positional players are outscore mine total, uh, but they'll do enough that if Big Ben and or Deshaun Watson go off with a good game from the other, uh, I got a chance, but honestly, I'm not feeling great about myself. I don't usually do it. I'm going to pick Clay for the win. Um, I'm basically really missing Antonio Gibson and, uh, Gibson's the big thing I'm missing, honestly. Um, there might be some pivots instead of, uh, uh, instead of Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I may, or Deontay Johnson, I may pivot. I got, uh, Marvin Jones, Stafford's good. Doubt that. I got uh, James Conner, but that's another big risk. I think I'd rather roll with Deontay Johnson. Um, Sterling Shepard against Cleveland, being the slot guy, he won't garner the uh, the ward coverage. I think that'd be Slayton on the other side. Uh, some pivots for Clay if he felt so inclined. Uh, probably not DJ Shark, uh, as he does have Minshew back, but it's a big question mark. Uh, probably not Lockett. Uh, too much of a question mark. Keenan, Keenan Allen was the big one. If he had played him, then I would have had a much better shot, but he had the foresight to sit him, and my goodness. Uh, so the only really big one is if he decides to throw in a different QB, and then Cam Akers against the Jets, that might be a big one for him. Although, uh, I mean, who did Cam Akers run on? I mean, he ran on... I mean, New England's pretty good. Arizona's not bad on run defense, but he's had some massive games, but he is a rookie. I think he's going to go with more tried-and-true options. So give Clay the win, but I'm not feeling super great about myself there. <laughs> um, and then at the, uh, the marquee matchup, no players have played yet, so I get a fresh look at this. We got Zeke and Destroy versus Look What You Made Me Draft, the uh, number one team. Versus the number six seed coming in, I believe. No, sorry, number four seed. Um, Zeke and Destroy has been on a tear, uh, and he's set up for success. Lamar Jackson's got Jacksonville. Aaron Rodgers has Carolina. Facing off Russell Wilson and Jared Goff. I mean, honestly, this could be punch for punch here. Um, I'm going to call it a wash on the quarterbacks, honestly. I think Russell Wilson and Rodgers, I think... No, I'll, I'll, I'll give the advantage to Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, just slight advantage. At the running back position, you got the uh, the older gentleman versus the younger gentleman. Uh, Derrick Henry, who is obviously the best pick here. Uh, Mike Davis, who is, again, the starter, killing me uh, in the keeper league. And then uh, John Taylor and DeAndre Swift. Uh, Taylor's been balling out the last two weeks in the 20s almost 30 points last week uh deandre swift he was balling out before he got hurt a uh, couple three i mean he's had several double digit games last week coming back on limited work i believe let's see yeah 52 percent of snaps that was kind of low for him uh 13 points tennessee's a great matchup and they're gonna probably dump off a bunch to him if stafford's hurt or if not uh, either way, though, it's, it's Derrick Henry and Mike Davis, no doubt. 
Uh, at the receiver position, Tyreek Hill, Robbie Anderson. Uh, believe it or not, Tyreek Hill is the loser because he's got DeAndre Hopkins against Philly and Calvin Ridley. Um, advantage over there, so that's good to say because we need someone to kill this team. Uh, the tight end position, Mark Andrews versus Travis Kelsey. Uh, obviously, Kelsey is the much better play. Andrews has the capability, but man, uh, he's been not so great uh, for a lot of the season. Uh, last few games have been decent, though. Uh, the big thing, though, is if Lamar does anything through the air, it's probably to Andrews, so that could help him a little more by taking away the points with his legs, and then on top of that is uh, negating Lamar Jackson points a little bit. Um, but either way, Kelsey's the advantage. And then finally, at the flex position, that's the big winner. Um, so he's hiding, actually. Uh, his best running back, Dalvin Cook, and Mike Evans versus T.Y. Hilton and Fournette. Uh, assuming Fournette plays, he was a healthy scratch last week. There is the Ronald Jones surgery injury, so uh, injured surgery, blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyways, T.Y. Hilton's a big play, but, I mean, let's not bet against Dalvin Cook and Mike Evans with the touchdowns. Um, the pivot would have to be, instead of Fournette, either Todd Gurley uh, or... Darius Slayton, I guess. Uh, either way, Dalvin Cook and Mike Evans are the advantage at tight end. Uh, as much as I want to pick uh, Mr. Schultz's team to win, obviously Zeke can destroy Zonatera coming off that historic win last week. So uh, give him for the win to move to the finals and be the showdown. Uh, as of right now, I was alluding to it before, is I think that if you look at the matchups across the board, especially with the like top running backs on the team, Zeke and Destroy and Fantasy Football Team have the easiest schedule, which is just setting up for them to win and face off in the finals where they, again, have very easy schedules with their players. Uh, we'll see how it turns out. Hopefully I'm wrong on this one, but um, good luck to everyone except for my opponents, and thanks for stopping by. This is a little boring of a podcast, a little rushed, but it's very late. I'm at work, and I didn't get it until going until later, so uh, it's kind of cut and dry. Uh, I do apologize for that, but thank you for sticking with me this season so far. Uh, we're going to have a lot more fun episodes ahead, especially the finals one and then uh, into the postseason. So good luck to everyone. Let's keep the chatter up a little bit on the boards. And uh, also, if I, do, if I don't talk to you, uh, have a wonderful Christmas holiday going into the finals. So. Uh, and remember, as always, Goonies never say die. That's all, folks.